Father God, we just invite you in, Lord. God, we, we all want to be transformed into Christ-likeness, Father. We're all in different places, God, and you have a word for us today. And it's going to be different for each one of us, Father. And I pray that we can just let go of the world, Father, and focus our eyes on you. Lord, we pray that you were just exalted this morning in our worship. And God, we just want to continue to do that with our hearts and our ears while we listen to the word, God. While you send us out, Lord, you, you didn't ever want us to stay in. You, you wanted to send us out. God, that we, we can represent Jesus out there in this dark place, this dark world, God, that we can be that light truly. So just be in this place with us this morning, Lord. We love you so very much. In Jesus' name, amen. So I just in thinking about uh, what to share the, to, today, um, God's just been kind of laying this on my heart for a while, and just for me, honestly, and just got me processing some stuff. So we were, we were in the hospital with Elias, and um, I know I didn't share the whole story with everybody, but the, the morning we actually got admitted, uh, we woke up, and, and Elias just couldn't catch his breath. And he was, he was turning, not purple, but he was turning some different colors. And uh, I had taken him to the ER two days before, and the doctor kind of laughed at me and was like, why are you bringing him in? I'm like, because when I got to the doctor, he was fine, of course, you know. But I went through this 30-minute coughing spell with him, and I thought he wasn't going to make it. And so I'm like, <laughs> drove 100-something to the ER. It was the middle of the night. It was safe. Um, and uh, so we, we, Shay's like, we're going to the pediatrician. And I'm like, they're not going to let us in. We don't have an appointment. She goes, they're letting us in. <laughs> I was like, okay. So we go up there, and uh, we got there right as they opened. And I said, go do your mom thing. And so she, she walked in, and she's like, my baby's sick, and somebody's seeing him. <laughs> So they were like, oh, we'll get him in here, you know. And so they, they were great, and they, they took us in. But, you know, it was one of those moments when you see the doctors get worried. Um, it kind of brings reality, just comes crashing down on you. And so they, they admitted us, and they sent us over. And it was hard, man. <laughs> it was hard to watch him endure that, knowing you couldn't do anything, you know. And... And God always chooses the mo those moments to teach you things, of course. And I, I, I love to control things. I don't know if I'm alone in that. Um, or I love to think that I'm in control of things is probably a better way to say it. And so we, we got there, and, and uh, man, they took such good care of us. Uh, but that first 12 hours was pretty frightening. Um, and again, every time the nurses came in, they tried to put a smile on, but you knew they were worried, you know. And so... I finally, we finally kind of got in the clearing a little bit, and it was on the second day, and I was like, you know, I'm a, I told Shay, I was like, I'm just, I'm just going to get out of here for a minute. He's okay, you know, and I'm going to drive home, get a shower and stuff. And I was on the way home and just lost it. I almost wrecked because I couldn't see. Um, and so I, I finally got home, and, and, man, God just, he just reminded me of who he is and, and how I can't control any of this, you know. And sometimes I carry around these burdens like, like that, you know, and every parent would carry that burden, you know. Um, but he got me home and he got me on my knees and he reminded me that even though he's given me Elias, he's his. And I'm so thankful to get to be his dad. But in that moment, I had to come to the place for myself that I was like, God, I love you. I mean, I, I think he's going to be okay, but if you take him home, I'm still going to love you and worship you. 
And that's not an easy place to get to. And it wasn't an easy place for me that day. But I realize that I, I go around in life and I, I take on all these burdens that Jesus never meant for me to carry. And he, he even calls us to that. Um, our text today is going to be in Matthew, um, Matthew chapter 11. It's gonna, our main text is going to be 28, 29, and 30. I'm going to kind of read them in separate, at separate times. And then I've got some other scriptures. But Matthew eleven twenty eight is what I'm going to read first. It says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I, I've heard that verse my entire life. And that verse was the verse that kind of just resonated with me on that day. You know, because I was beat up. We hadn't slept. I mean, you just, it's, you know, I mean, if you've ever been there, you know. Uh, it's agonizing, and I was carrying this weight around, and and God's like, give it to me, you know. And then I have a choice to make, whether I give it to him or not, or continue to carry it, continue to to, to, to bear that. Um, but he asked us to, to give it over to him, and I had to come to the place as a father that, you know, I realized that my son is in his hands, not mine. And I was thankful for that because I didn't have a clue what to do. <laughs> uh, I didn't know how to fix what was going on. I didn't, I didn't know what to do for him. And, man, it was just amazing uh, to just watch people love on us and, and to watch uh, just him and his response. And, and man, things, things just turn around. Uh, so thankful, so thankful for that. But we're, you know, we're called to have this eternal focus, and, and so often maybe we're going through a heavy trial like that, or maybe it's, it's, it's other stuff just in our life that builds up and burdens us down and bogs us down, and we feel like we're trying to run through mud. And Jesus is like, hey, come to me. Come to me. Let, let's put our eyes on the things that matter. Colossians 3, 2, uh, one of my favorite verses, uh, says, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. And I need reminded of that often uh, to, to keep my focus where it is because sometimes I want to carry these burdens, you know. Um, they almost become a security blanket sometimes for us. I, the, the story uh, in the New Testament where Jesus uh, comes down to the pool and there's the, the lame man has been, been there for years and years and years, and he asked him the question, do you want to be healed? And sometimes I think he's asking us that, you know. Do you want to continue to carry these shackles, these burdens uh, all, all the time? Or, or do you want me to take them? Will you give them to me? Because he wants to take them. Uh, because he has a burden for us. You know, I think sometimes uh, we, we look at it as Jesus is going to take this burden and then I'm, woo, you know. But he gives us a burden back. Um, if you continue on there in Matthew in, in verse 29 and 30, it says, Take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you so he's not saying hey give me all your burdens and you just go he's calling us back to something and learn from me for i am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls and i forget that part sometimes that jesus has a, a job for me a, a burden for me i was reading a, I was listening to a sermon recently and they it was so neat because i've been thinking about this and then i listened to this sermon it was pretty cool uh, because they were talking about this very thing, and and he was he he was going to basically saying that 
Jesus puts a burden on each of our hearts for something. And I was like, you know, kind of like processing through his sermon, his message. And, and you know, I, I know mine. It's crystal clear. I didn't know it in the beginning as much as I do now, but it's the church. Um, my burden is the church. And it's not a burden that, that beats me up. It's just a burden that Jesus has laid on my heart to, to see. I, I love the church, and I want to see the church be healthy. And this is, this is my burden that he's given me, and I know that. Um, the last part there, 30, says, For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And so today, I, just, I, I was thinking about the burden aspect of following Jesus, and I, and I thought about three things that he kind of lays a burden on each of us that, that no one is really free from if you choose to follow Jesus. Um, we're called to these things. And the first one is a burden for the church. Uh, again, I feel like mine's a little different than how I'm going to share this uh, because I've, I've, I've talked about this a good bit. Everybody in here, I was, I was working on my building yesterday. For those of you who don't know, I've made an attempt at building my first shed. And uh, some of you guys in here have it done in a day. It's taken me since April. And uh, it's almost to the point where it's dried in. <laughs> um, so I've learned a lot, and I had a lot of help along the way, and people giving me pointers, but I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, but yesterday, I just took this moment, and I stepped back, and I was just looking at all the nails and bent nails and boards and just all the, all the things that are holding this building up. And, and it, God is always good about just reminding me of spiritual things, and it just made me think of the church, that, that you're a piece of this. And I'm a piece of this. And my question to you today is, are you doing your part? When I uh, was taking my college classes last year, I was reading through this book, and and it was talking about the church. And, you know, it said, and if this steps on somebody's toes, I'm sorry. But I I mean, I agree with what this guy was saying. He's like, he was asking the question, why do we have to beg people to serve in the church? I mean, Jesus tells us, right? It's not me. I'm not up here saying, hey, you got to do this. Like when we chose Jesus, he, he tells us in 1 Corinthians 12, 18 through 12, 20, it says, but as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. And I know there's a whole whole section there that we could talk about this. But it's so important for you to understand and for me to understand that we're all in this together. And and we all have a part. Now, I mean, I've, I've gone through times with people and they're like, I don't really understand my part. Okay, that's okay, I think. You know, I, I think sometimes God's got to work that out in us. But there are areas to serve and there's opportunities to minister to people in our own congregation. Jesus says the defining factor in the church is going to be that you love each other so much that the world is in awe of what's happening in, with these people. And the essence of love is to what? It's to serve. Jesus put on a robe and got on his knees and washed the disciples' feet. Who asked him to do it? Nobody. Nobody. And then we walk around and 
we talk about the percentage of the people that 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 do the stuff in the church and again I'm, I'm not trying to beat you up today I'm just trying to say as as a follower of Jesus we are called to be a part of a body of a believers when we've chosen Jesus we've chosen this it, it you can't separate the two we, we like to do that sometimes with things but we can't separate the two and we're called to be a part of the church and to, and to have some role in the church and so, you know, when I use the word burden there, um, like, you know, I've talked to different people, and some people are, are burdened for uh, the homeless. Some people are burdened for the hungry. Some people are burdened for children's ministry. Some people are burdened for, uh, the list can go on and on and on. You were created for something. I believe that with all my heart. And part of that something is in here, in amongst the group of people that you choose to worship with. I believe that. I believe that we have to be hand in hand and help each other out and serve one another. And fi- and maybe there's something that you feel burdened about that we're not even doing yet as a church, and we need you to step up and tell us about it. I don't know. But I do believe we're called to be a part of the body of Christ when we choose Christ. And that's without exception. And so if you find yourself today in a place where maybe you don't know what your burden is or maybe you, you do know and you, you've not really been doing that or, or, or I don't know, I just challenge you to just work that out with the Lord. Go spend some time on your knees talking to him about what he wants you to do and how he wants you to serve because I don't, I don't think it matters what age we are or who we are. I, I don't think it matters. I think there's something we can all do to be a part of the body of Christ here at Cross Plains. And I just want to encourage you to do that. Because when you don't do your part, another part is under strain. I saw that in my building when I had to take it down a few times. Because <laughs> I, had, I had the wrong part. <laughs> or I didn't put a part in, you know, that really needed to be in. And then all of a sudden the roof's falling down. <laughs> so it's important that we're all doing our part. And you're important to the body of believers here at Cross Plains. And I just want to encourage you to, to follow that burden that God has put on your heart to serve. Another area of burden I, w- I was just, again, thinking through is our, our burden to have accountability with one another. In Galatians 6.2, it says, Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Galatians 6.2, Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Again, part of being the body is this accountability to one another. And this isn't a plug for life groups, but I want to share this with you. Uh, you know, one of the one of the wonderful things that happens in, in, in life groups is that you are together. You are spending this time together. You're getting to know each other, and, and then these relationships develop outside of, of the group. And before you know it, this is happening confession, sharing, struggles, all this stuff's happening. And, and it's not a judgy thing. It's a man, let me pray with you thing. Because we're called as brothers and sisters to carry each other's burdens. And our tendency is to do what we all do and hide, right? I don't want people to really know the real me because I struggle. Man, this is tough. And I do think we have to be cautious about who we share things with because unfortunately, some people like to share those with other people. So I'm not telling you to just stand up today and just unload, but in the context of a Christ-centered relationship, 
Man, it's amazing when we bear one another's burdens how it helps us overcome things. It's amazing. We were never meant to be in this alone. Jesus talks about that over and over again. And, and so we are called to bear one another's burdens together. No one in here is perfect, and when I say that, everybody nods along, but then we still try to act perfect sometimes, right? <laughs> it's our tendency. We want everybody to think everything's okay, and sometimes it's just not. And we need those relationships. We need those brother and sister relationships in Christ to be able to go and just say, hey, man, I need you to pray with me on this. I'm battling this. It is a struggle for me, and I don't want to give in. And we're called to bear this burden with each other. And so I challenge you, whether you're in a life group or not, I hope you have those kind of friendships that you can do that for one another because we are called to do that for sure. We're called to carry that burden um, with one another. And the last one I want to share with you is the burden for reconciliation. And this is the one that, you know, we kind of, we talk about our life groups and discipleship with, with this context a lot. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the verse and then, then share some thoughts with you. It's 2 Corinthians 5, if you want to flip over there. 2 Corinthians 5. Uh, I'm just going to be reading 18 through 21, but there's a whole, whole section there on this. That's a, that's a really good read. But 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 21. It says, all this is from God, who through Christ reconciled himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That is such a powerful passage for me um, because it, it just lays it out so clear to one of the main reasons why I'm still here and you're still here that we have this burden, this responsibility to help others be reconciled to God. It's been given to each of us. It doesn't matter what your title is, what you do for a living. It doesn't matter. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, we have been called to this ministry of reconciliation. And that's a big, fancy word. It's, it's this call to help people be restored to Jesus, to be restored to the Father. To be restored to the, to the relationship that we were supposed to have, that sin has broken, that we all have broken and suffered, we're supposed to help others be reconciled. We have this incredible gift, you know, and, and it has bothered me so many times in my own life how, how limited I've been about sharing that with others and how selfish I've been about keeping it. You know, uh, Fidel Castro passed away. And I don't know if you caught that news or not. I hope that's right. It was on Facebook. That's the only source I'm going off of. They lie about stuff sometimes. Um, and I was thinking about his life, you know. 
And I read some banter back and forth on, on him. And I was just like, you know, I, I believe he died without knowing Jesus. Right? And as much as the flesh side of me or the side of me that hates evil is like, man, a man like that is out of this world. My first instinct is to go praise the Lord. He died without Jesus. That ought to tear me up. Regardless of what he's done, it ought to tear me up because we're talking about eternal stuff here. Eternal stuff. And I, and I know as, as, a, as a human, we, we look at things and, and we have to process them as a human. That's how we are. And people have done some horrible things. And I, I don't think they should go without punishment or, or things like that. But, man, we're talking about eternity. And I've messed up. And if I got what I deserved, I'd be sitting right next to him for eternity. But I've been given this gift and this grace and this mercy from my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I don't know if anybody ever shared that with him. Does that bother us? You know? It's tough sometimes when when we look at a person who is surrounded by a lot of evil. But... It is our burden. It is your burden. I don't know if it was your burden to tell Fidel Castro about Jesus, but it is your burden to tell someone about Jesus. Somebody at the workplace, a friend, I don't know. We are called to a ministry of reconciliation. We have been given this burden of reconciliation to go out and be Christ's ambassador I know I've shared this from the pulpit before. I just love that word because if you really get into the context of that word and what it meant, I know for us today it's kind of a lost word. You know, we don't use that that word a lot. I've heard it in like Pampered Chef stuff. I'm an ambassador or some of the other uh, little sales things. But an ambassador was a, was a full-on representation of the person that they were representing. It was the same thing as if they were standing there. And so church this morning, you know, as we as we process these things that were left to us in the New Testament, this this burden to be a part of the body of Christ. This burden to bear one another's burdens. And this burden to be the ministers of reconciliation to those in our lives. Where are we in that? I can't answer for you and you can't answer for me, but you're going to answer. And we're going to answer, we're going to be held accountable for this stuff we'll stand before him one day and we're going to be held responsible for what we've done with our time and what we've done with our resources and we're all called to this same stuff and i believe we're all created very unique and there's special things uh, that you can do that i can't do and vice versa but in a general sense no one in here if you have a relationship with jesus is exempt from what i just shared nobody And what are we doing with it? And I don't know about you, but I I get caught up in a lot of life. A lot of life. And sometimes it's thrown at me and it feels unfair. And 
I get my eyes off of Jesus. And I'm so thankful for the times he calls me back and gets my attention. And sometimes that doesn't feel real good. But I'm still thankful for the discipline. I think about that every time I have to get on to my son. Because I know I'm doing that because I love, oh man, I love that guy. And I hate having to spank him and I hate having to get on to him. But I know I love him so much. And, I, and I'm just so thankful when God disciplines us. And when he gets our eyes focused back on him, and this morning, again, I don't know where you're at. I, I don't know if life's kind of taken its toll and if you've kind of checked out on some things. But I'm telling you, the, the call that is put on us, the burden that is put on us to serve our church, it's real. And there aren't excuses and the call on us to bear each other's burdens, not judge each other, bear each other's burdens. Pray for one another when we're battling and struggling. It's real. Not just when people are sick, but when people are struggling. And the only way we're going to know when people are struggling is to spend time with them. That's it. you got to get in each other's lives. That's part of why we started these life groups. Because it helps with that. It helps facilitate that process. And the call and the burden to be ministers of reconciliation. Who in your life needs you to be Jesus for them? Who in your life, and it, and it, it guys, it doesn't always come with beating a Bible over somebody's head. I mean, sometimes it just being right there in that moment to share your story about how Jesus has impacted you. And I, there's so many ways the Holy Spirit will work that out. You just be there. You just be in the harvest. Uh, he, he tells them to pray for workers into the harvest. There's people out there that are ready. They're searching. They're looking. And are we in tune to that? Because we're in tune with the Father. I don't know if any of that resonated with any of you, but that has just been on my heart for a couple of weeks now, uh, ever since Elias went through that. Just the burdens that we allow to give us gray hair, you know, and, uh, just different things, and, and I know burdens can, can look very different, but I just felt that, I felt that on me when we were going through that, and, you know, obviously I'm going to worry about my, my son, but, you know, just asking myself if, was, was my focus where it needed to be, you know, um, and was I really giving things over to the Lord and taking his burdens and living those in that moment, and so I just challenge you this morning um, we're gonna we're gonna close. I'm gonna close with prayer, and then I'll get Phil back up here to sing. Since I'm not very good at that, um, singing is not my burden. See, um, but uh, just let the the scriptures challenge you. You know, um, I know I'm not the best speaker in the world, and I, I'm not good at crafting things. So they just, oh. but the word of God, man, it's powerful. It's powerful, and if you'll spend time in it. It'll change, it'll change your life. It'll change your life, and these burdens that it shares will become your burdens if they're not already. Because I don't want anybody to miss it. Because eternity is at stake. It's at stake all the time, and we're never given another day. 
hit home this week, you know, when my aunt passed away. It was sudden. We're just not promised anything like that. But we are promised eternal life with Jesus in him, and we need to be out there showing that to others. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your words that you've given to us, Lord. God, I pray that they transform us. God, I I pray that, that we do have this relationship with you, Father, that we are dependent upon you. God, that we are able to surrender the things of life to you. Lord, it's not always easy. God, some of us carry around burdens and scars from our past, God, from hurts, from so many different ways and sources and God, I pray that we can lay those down, that we can give those to you, and that we can take on your yoke and your burden that you've given to us. And be your followers, Lord. Be ambassadors for you. God, I pray that that we just have a week filled with the Spirit. Lord, that the people in this in this church, God, the, the members of this body of Christ here, Lord, that they make an overwhelming impact on the people that they're going to be around in the next seven days. God, that, that their relationship with you just transpires into this, uh, just this growing force out there, Lord, that, that people look at them, the people who are searching, God, they look at them and they just know that something's different. God, and that you create opportunities for us to share our faith or to share our story or to pray for people, to, to serve people, to give to people, God, that you create these, these moments in our lives, God. And help us to stay in step with the Spirit for every bit of it. God, thank you so much for loving us. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on a cross for us. Thank you for that sacrifice. Thank you for the freedom found in him. Thank you for the gift of the spirit that can transform this mess up here into something that you can use for your kingdom. We love you. We ask this in your son's name.